What's up, everybody? Jeffrey Lyles, your Rockin' with Lyles Movie Files. Got a little brother Jace here with me. We're going to try to talk about how all of the Black Lives Matter uh, attention and focus is now going to spread and how it could affect Hollywood, maybe a little bit of sports, and what happens from the Lyles Movie Files perspective. So, uh, Jace, how you doing, bro? Good. Good. Well, it was really interesting these last few weeks because people have decided that racism is not so good. And a lot of people have started to make some significant, I don't want to say drastic to make it sound like it's a bad thing, but they made a lot of significant changes over the past week. And in response to saying, hey, yeah, our organization does believe Black Lives Matter, and here's what we're going to do about it. Some have been kind of vague, just posted the popular hashtag and did the Blackout Tuesday, and others have taken real steps, some of which have been kind of surprising. Uh, It was revealed late last week, I guess now, that Hartley Sawyer was not going to be back for season seven of The Flash. The reason, because he he had tweeted a lot of things that could be misconstrued or just straight up read to be racist and misogynistic, a little sexist, maybe a little fat shaming too. And he's gone. So he issued an apology, you know, like most celebrities tend to do after they get kicked off a gig. Hey, I was wrong. Sorry. Hope I'm working to be a better person. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry for everybody I offended. Now, the tricky thing with this was these tweets, much like James Gunn, happened before he got the gig on The Flash, which means that somebody, when they were casting, just decided, I'm not going to do a worthwhile background check. And then it was, oh, shoot, we've got a mess on our hands. What do we do? Fire. That's what we'll do. So my question for you is, what do you think about this? And uh, is this a James Gunn situation? I I think that's what I have been uh, kind of toiling with. It's like James Gunn, it looked like, was very politically motivated and digging through his tweets and stuff like that. I don't know who found this. I I mean, I saw some of the content, and it's wrong. I mean, it's... I, and, and this is always the thing about Twitter. It's like, do you, once you have that big gig, especially as an actor, artist, or something, once you hit your break, do you just delete all of your previous social media? I, I mean, I almost think it's like, you need, it's almost like, hey, delete everything before today. Because <laughs> you might have said something trying to be, way you thought you were being friendly. Like, I think he kind of said, like, yeah, I was talking to my friends kind of, not really to James Gunn, but kind of like, I was stupid and thought I could get away with it because I'm just talking to a couple of people before. I mean, I don't know what his acting gig was before that, but he, I mean, he thought he might have had a small audience. Now it's a much wider audience. It's like, um, maybe we should have just delete everything or just like almost like have your pop me and have your publicist. Like, Hey, go through my Twitter account, delete everything that's problematic. And then once you're done, give me the password and I'm going to change the password. <laughs> Right. I kind of feel like we need a new version of Entourage set 
in the 20s where we have a star navigating this kind of life. Because, you know, I love Entourage, but I'm really curious how a modern age version of it, like that's a show that could benefit from a reboot. Now, like today. Did, we ever, did you ever watch Ballers? I, I didn't. I haven't. Okay. That's from the sports side, so I, you know, maybe I need to watch it, but I haven't yet. Or at least not to any extent that I could compare it to Entourage. Okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm just like, almost, you could do an Entourage-like show based on Ari, the Ari Gold kind of character's perspective. Like, I know he was a major part of Entourage, but you could really do it now. It's just like, all, I mean, just... He did what? What did he tweet? Uh, <laughs> Lloyd. Yeah, it's like was it Dana. Yeah, those two characters now in celebrities like before was just who'd you date and who'd you get photographed dating, but now it's what did you tweet? Who did you support? Who are you in a picture with? Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, so much more stuff that could could do all kinds of potential damage. So I think for me, I think it's really tricky to go back to somebody and go from what you did before you started working from us for us you're fired i think that's a really tricky thing to do now if, of course if we had done this recently then yeah go for it send in the bricks but i'm not quite sure who it benefits who it helps out to go yeah now we're going to fire you from something that you did before you started working with us what almost makes it like you're saying the people before, like, say, like in Flash, it's like the people before you did a background check and didn't give a crap. But now that I'm here, I care. Now, yeah. for Flash, you got a black showrunner. And it's like, oh, okay. Is he throwing, quietly throwing shade at him? Or is he just like, are they going to check through everybody who's in the cast? Like, it, check on every cast member's previous tweets from 10 years ago? I mean, they could check the Flash twitter account that always seems to cut off candace patton in photos and gifts i mean that would be somebody that i would go after way more than ralph i'm annoyed with it yeah i mean i don't know i think we're in this really interesting phase where everybody is trying to go oh shoot yes this racism that we've seen is bad we need to do stuff to address it. And I don't think, I think it's so deeply rooted in so many industries and so much that they don't even understand how basic stuff can be interpreted as racism or casual racism, subtle racism, or outright racism. You and I talk a lot about how on Supergirl and how Arrow it was always like Felicity and Supergirl who needed propping up, especially from John and Diggle. And they had to do that. And when it came time for the other person kind of needing support, you know, Supergirl's much better than this than uh, Felicity was. But it was always this thing of, what are you doing? You're wrong. And you're taking this moment. And it was just, it was always really terrible how if you looked at it from the lens of, yeah, this is not really how this conversation would really play out with a lot of black dudes. 
in the real world, even a world with superheroes, this conversation would play out like this. This guy wouldn't just sit there and get talked down to because she's not paying him. They're friends and this would really wouldn't go out the way it the way the showrunners, the writers think this conversation would go. Like, oh yeah, of course the black guy's just gonna sit there and take all this brow beating from her. Well, I honestly I think especially if like if you're gonna reflect on tweets and stuff like that, especially in these in in I'm hoping they the writers for super I mean I we can't talk about the writers on Arrow. And if they do come up with the Arrow and the Canary, I hope they have some actual reflection on, okay, we need much more diversity in these writing rooms because we need somebody to check us when we think we're perfectly okay. I mean, yeah. like we, we, we've talked about it on Supergirl. It's like, okay. I mean, I, I think like Arrow was always our Canary in the coal mine. It's like, she talks bad to all of the minorities. It's like, I mean, when it was the detective, it was Diggle, it was always just way more lip. And it was always, and you had to get propped up. And it was like, is nobody seeing this? Yeah. And it was like, hey, what are y'all doing? Come on, help, help us out here. Y'all need to figure this thing out. And it was just, it's really, it was really weird. And I think the, the real culmination of that was the Iris and Barry wedding. And then Felicity just crashed and was like, hey, let's get buried too. And it was just, it took away the entire moment of something that for Flash had been built up since the series started. Whereas Arrow was just like, hey, won't this be so cute? And I don't, and I really don't believe that these writers are are racist or just totally stupid. I just think that they don't understand how stuff plays out to us when we're watching like that that wasn't the right move well it's like it's at least i would say the flash writers were cognizant to to make it look like air i mean iris is like this isn't cool like why didn't like you're supposed to be my friend you don't do that dick move it wasn't cute yeah it's like you never noticed it's like after that moment she never was like kind of hunky dory in scenes with felicity yeah so just right. Um, and then, you know, real fast so we can move, keep going and talking about other stuff here. I think it's very interesting that uh, Ruby Rose will not, her character Kate Kane will not be killed off in Batwoman, the showrunner said. And they're considering uh, characters or actors of of any ethnicity. They have not set it up where, oh, yeah, she's she's got to be another white woman. Uh, Vanessa Morgan is somebody who is rumored to be in contention to play the role. Vanessa Morgan was on Riverdale or is on Riverdale. She's complaining that as a series regular, she's the lowest paid member of the cast. And her storylines are normally just used to prop up other characters. She is uh, bisexual, I think, her character on the show. And she's in a relationship with Cheryl, if I remember from reading you know what was going on in Riverdale last time I checked um so I think that's interesting because they could move her over to a show where she gets more of a spotlight and I think it's perfectly fine to put a minority lead in one of these high profile gigs yes 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 they've got Black Lightning but 
you know I had a huge problem when when Batwoman was announced and they immediately started putting her in all the photos and all the big promo ads on the same okay, level hold on, hold on, Flash and Supergirl. The one problem with her casting is they have they said hey even if they said they're kind of open she is uh married to a guy. They said they kind of want the lead actress on it to be a LGBT. So she I mean though she plays one on TV she's not and that's kind of one of their stated goals for the show. So That's interesting. So should that be the a factor? Like should should that be uh sorry, you're straight, you're bi, you well, I guess bi is okay. You're straight. You can't play this role. Yes. And this and this and this show, they want to say representation matters. I have and I have no problem with that. They say, hey, we want we as much as we say, hey, we're ne- we we never think you should limit an actor because they're gay. They should play have to play gays. But I'm like, in this, they want to have a show where it's like the concepts to this character aren't completely foreign to this person. They're not. They don't have to act as much. And I, 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 I actually, I mean, this is one of the few times I'm like, I'm definitely gonna commend you. It's like, yeah, go ahead. And, that's what your stated goal is. You say it up front. Go ahead and do it. All right. Good deal. Okay, so that's that's that with with the Arrowverse. Be very interesting to see what happens on that end. Um, <laughs> there's, there's so much stuff. I'm trying to figure out which place I want to go to. You had some stuff. Where do you want to? What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, is is you always hear about us talk about like like just when we're doing our top tens. We always like a lot of times we talk about Harry Potter. And I kind of want to dig in into J.K. Rollins, uh, like her issue. I mean, I have I remember looking at it a while back, but her issue is kind of like she's like uh, transgender women are women kind of thing, mm-hmm. and she's just that. It's it's not saying it's like that is her strongly held belief, I and mean, she's like unapologetic, like no, nah, I'm I'm saying what I'm saying. And she's really doubling down on this. And I'm kind of, I don't, I don't understand as the creator of something beloved by people, why you would just insist on pissing off some of your fan base by saying, you don't matter, you don't count. And I don't know if this is a setup or what, but I mean, saying this during, you know, Pride Month seems really... I don't know. Just our prime. She's been on it for years. I mean, it's like maybe she was doubling down this month, but it's just I don't know, man. It just seems really stupid. And I know that so many of the cast members have recently come out. Dana Radcliffe, Emma Watson have been like, "Yo, you're stupid," and you know what are you doing? It's it's like I mean, it's like in who is it? Uh, oh gosh, what is the What's Flash movie Flash? Ezra Miller. Yeah. Like his we his uh fluid nature. Well like uh, was he gonna be recast? Is he gonna wanna work on the next Harry Potter movie? Um and especially since he's a major character of that, and I think that would be like the next I mean, he's probably in a series of movies, so you can really recast him 
easily. I, I mean, it's like, I understand you have your own, everybody has, I, I believe, everybody should have their political views. And, you know, like, almost in the entertainment field, it's like sometimes you do as much as we tell everybody, you know, shut up, you don't have to shut up and do play a role. This is one of them that might have been better for her to just like, this is not a question I'm, I, I know what my answer is, but if I want to keep working or keep making money, I do need to shut up. I mean, I know it's a selfish, selfish interest, but it's like, you can't, I mean, just, that was just, I think that's just the wrong call to go with. Just the wrong call. And I just think it's perspective. Yeah. It's like, honestly, if, if a dude wants to, to say I'm a woman, how does that bother you? (laughs) Like, I I mean, it doesn't have to make sense to you. It's just like, listen, you know, you're not hurting anybody. Who really cares? So, yeah, that that is very interesting deal on her. Cops live PD got canceled because the networks are like, nope, we don't want any part of this. Canceled. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I don't know if if anybody thought cops were glorifying police officers, but they were like, yeah, we're we're done. We're out of the cops' business. I'm thinking maybe eventually after this dies down, cops gets renewed. But for now, cops is off the air. What's your take? Well, cops is not on your like. I know when we when it first came on, it was like on Fox at ten o'clock, and you could pretty much watch it you, if you were watching Fox on a Saturday night after Mad TV. It would be playing for like five hours, and you never even knows what time you woke up to. But now it's kind of on like that true TV kind of, you know, non-cable TV channels. I I don't, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a good symbolic move. Because it's like a lot of times you would see those cops. It was like very much like kind of um, not as violent, but it's like kind of very much like the Breonna Taylor, like the no-knock warrants and stuff like that. And that's like, uh, they're executing it, but it's like somebody gets, if somebody got killed or hurt on those shows, it's like, yeah, we don't want to show that. I mean, it's, it's, I understand it, like, hey, we want to show this is a dangerous job, but it's also, it's like, again, we kind of always said, it's like, it's a dangerous job that you signed on for and you have to show a little restraint and glorifying that is probably not the move to do. Not, not the move at this point in time. Yeah. Totally with you on that. And I'm not going to be surprised if they decide to keep it going for a while. I think it's very interesting also seeing what some celebrities are saying about it. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was saying that the help's got a lot of buzz now because of, you know, people being quarantined and the newfound attention on Black Lives Matter. And she took to her Instagram account and posted a bunch of movies that was like hey i'm sorry she said the help is the most viewed film on netflix and she said the help is a fictional story told through the perspective of a white character and was created by predominantly white storytellers we can all go further her so then she made a collage of movies that she was like watch these instead basically and it was 13th selma say her name watchmen when they see us malcolm x eyes on the prize just mercy. I am not your Negro. Really cool stuff to see. Um, you know, there's some filmmakers 
whose actions over time are like, listen, you don't really have to come out and say a bunch of stuff. You've always acted in this manner where, hey, uh, diversity matters. Like she's working on a show with Octavia Spencer. I think it's Octavia Spencer or movie. And she demanded that their pay be equal because apparently Octavia wasn't going to get the same amount as her. So, I mean, we've seen her in action before. It's This is not something foreign. But I think it's interesting when we have people like Mike, Michael, uh, Matthew McConaughey go, listen, tell me what I need to do to be better. I want to do better. I want to, how can I be a real ally? And I think we've seen a lot of everyday people. I don't want to say call them normal, but everyday people saying, listen, this is the issue. This is what we need. What what are you going to do? And I feel like with everything, this perfect storm of people being home, having to see what happened to Mr. George Floyd on TV where they couldn't escape, where they couldn't turn away from it, has reignited a concern for humanity for people. And I'm very interested to see what these actors, directors, networks are going to do to go forward. What does that look like to you for the, you know, for the wider population in entertainment in terms well, of actually responding to this call that Black Lives Matter? Okay, well, like, I know, like, early on, like, after um, Floyd's uh, death, after his murder, um, like Don Lemon was like calling out like celebrities like X, Y, and Z, like what are y'all doing? And it's like the best thing you can do is like, okay, hey, I'm listening. What do I do? And now kind of in practice, it's like, hey, I don't it's like if I'm in a movie, it's like and I'm not seeing somebody behind the director's chair, somebody in actual, you know, films like, hey, there's we're it's just us here. Like that's not acceptable. <laughs> it's like I mean it's like that's like the quiet but vocal actual support and actually like hey this doesn't work like hey like what like Bryce Dallas Howard did she did like okay she she called out all the right buttons it's like this was a fictional story told by someone who really wants to be an ally but there are also true stories that you can actually watch that you can 100% understand it's like oh this is real like this isn't this wasn't a fictional story this is real like Mal- I mean, even just watching Malcolm X, you're like, no, this really was this man's life. This was like, like stuff. I mean, just like Selma. This was Selma. Like that wasn't. I mean, these aren't fictional stories. These are real stories that you need to know to understand true American history. And now going forward, how are you going to go work forward to change the worst version? I mean, the lesser version of America to a far better one that we can get to. So for me, what I do is when I watch movies, um, you know, because I can choose which movies I do reviews on. I don't have I don't have an editor going, hey, you got to do this. You got to do that one. And I've become a lot more selective now. And just in the sense of do you have anybody on screen that has color? That's a very simple thing. If it's no, then I'm going to reconsider watching your movie if it's yes then i'll watch it because at least you understand that real basic principle of diversity on screen is useful and i'm curious if 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 there should be something to the extent of a rooney rule in hollywood where 
that opens the door for for costumers like Ruth Carter to get into movies that Spike Lee, uh, other black filmmakers aren't doing. Well, okay. The re- it's that's the kind of hard work that you know the quote unquote allies need to do. It's like oh, and not a not a stated rule. It's just like you got to do the hard work, not put a bright line rule. It's like no, do the hard work to make sure it's not just you guys. And it's like Martin Scorsese isn't going to make a movie about you know Martin. I mean MLK. I mean it's just like he's not going to make some. He's going to make some old gangster movie about some fictional time where gangsters were cool. Um, that's just not, I mean, he's not going to have a whole bunch of black people as extras in that movie. I accept that. Um, there's not, I mean, like, uh, what is it? Little Women's not going to have probably a lot of black women because they're going to do like five remakes of that before I'm better. Um, so I wouldn't want to see a bright line where I would just like to see it's like, hey, for people who want to help, do the hard work. Like, but when you had the Academy trying to send like Black Panther, the popular vote award, and then the next year don't even have the category. Like that's the kind of stuff to call out and say, no, if you want to make this, I mean, do the hard work, put that movie in best picture where it should have been. Like don't do stuff. I mean, like Ryan Coogler should be in best director for his great movies. Like do that work. It's like, and make sure that, the academy body is not just 90% 70 year old people. I mean, white guys. So the academy has definitely continued to make strides on that. Um, we saw the correct number. What did you say? I said that what I was numbers just, you know, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that they're, you can see that they're trying to make changes and and that's from just including more actors of color onto the voting board of the Academy, uh, the board of governors. So you see that that's a positive change. I think it also comes down to recognizing and realizing that, Hey, there, there's tons of really talented people who have been working on movies and it's probably time to, you know, spotlight some of these people. And it's not just the the people that we know. It's it's everybody. It's the producers. It's the costumers. It's the cinematographers. It's it's all these things. I mean, D. Rees did Mudbound, and that was a great movie. And it's like, why is this movie getting shafted? Because it's a Netflix film. And I don't know. I mean, it's just there's a lot to be done, and I'm. I'm glad to see that some progress is being made. I'm really curious to see what happens next. Like, okay, oh wow, you guys are serious. Uh, more more people behind the scenes are working on films. Mm-hmm. I remember a while ago, and I was uh, I was up in New York at the Comic Con, and I was uh, just kind of going around and like talking to people, and I was like, man, this is this is kind of neat just seeing everybody doing the thing. And I was talking to a a black comic book Arthur or artist. And, he, and I was like, Hey, why is it that, you know, it's like this hidden secret that they're more, that they're not, or not so much that they're more, but just why are 
the black creators not getting the spotlight and why are they you know not up front and like hey this book is done by white i mean by black artists and he was just like to us it's just we're doing the thing and it's not hey we're um we need this extra attention he was just like i'm working and i'm doing my thing and i was like huh that's interesting but I don't know, for me, I was like, man, I would so much rather go and support stuff made by us. And even if it's not the best thing ever, I just want to give it more attention just because, hey, you know, there, there's there's always that old claim that, you know, until Black Panther came in movie theaters, the black audiences don't support stuff on the same level. Not black audiences, but why so mainstream won't support stuff? Well, I'm, what's this? Like, I, I remember the last time we went to a Comic Con, I was, I think we just like randomly hit up a booth, and it was just like somebody, like a black creator, was just like, hey, I mean, like, they were like telling me the story about the characters. I'm like, okay, give me the book. I was like, you tell me who's 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 doing this, and I'm like, hey, I haven't read it yet, but hey, I'd like to support you. Um, I, I, I and I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna kind of go with another thing I heard from like NFL players when they were talking about this. They were like, hey, when we're on the field, we don't care who's telling us the plays. It's when we get out of playing, we're looking for our next opportunity. Then it's, oh, we really would like to have more opportunities like in coaching and stuff like that. I think kind of like the right now, the black creators in comics are kind of happy just creating, you know, their own vision, but it's when, until they, I mean, they don't really feel a need to kind of like, Hey, Don Dido has been doing DC and he's done like 20 reboots of all these characters. Can I get a little chance to, to run this thing for, you know, a couple of years? I put out some good books until somebody gets that kind of fire. Like, Hey, you know, we, we have, you know, a big old good overall vision. We'd like to pitch at least. Until somebody wants to do that right now, it's like not saying, and they're just happy doing what they're doing. But it's like I think they're just like I'm I probably is like hey, I'm happy. And then if we're not, if no one else is demanding, like hey, you know, please highlight some black creators, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's been a very interesting week, right? To say the least. <laughs> So NASCAR decided, hey, we're taking the Confederate flag down. And, dude, I, I was like, whoa. That was something I, I didn't expect at all. Because it's like, for whatever reason, it's like bleeding. That's part of NASCAR. That's just part of our identity, et cetera, et cetera. I don't watch NASCAR to care one way or the other. I think it's kind of lame to have the second place uh, winner of the uh, war. Losers. Or the first runner up of the Civil War. <laughs> and just rep them hard like lo- losing is part of our heritage. Okay. Losers. Yeah. So that was really interesting. But here's something that I was very much it, it kind of made me start thinking a little bit differently. So Back, eh, maybe, and it's kind of crazy that it was so long ago, and I say long ago, but not really that long ago. In 2017, the Bachelor franchise had a black bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. And 
Sorry. No one, no one heard what you said. It's okay. Marquette University Law School. What? Okay. There you go. So Rachel, you know, not shockingly, had a lot of black bachelors, way more than the typical season of the Bachelorette. And as I watched, because I was like, well, I want to make sure I watch because I'm supporting. And um, you know, the ratings weren't as good as other bachelor seasons. And, you know, it kind of comes down to, uh, all right, I'm down to my final five, final four, final three. And by that point, she had a uh, guy of Latino descent, a white guy and a black guy. And I'm like, I cannot believe this. And then, you know, it comes down to, all right, you got to choose two of these guys you're going to ultimately decide on and you got to send the third guy home. So she sends the black guy home and I was so pissed because I was like, this black dude was cool. He was, he was a good dude. He was funny. He had swagger. He was bringing you out of your kind of stuffy shell and he was cool. And then it was this thing of how, man, we're just never going to win the bachelor slash bachelorette. If the one time, cause you know, they're not going to do it again for a long time. The one black bachelorette won't even choose a black dude and i was salty with her for that because it was like this is just the worst and then and i i don't know when i had this kind of epiphany of like you know what that's not really her responsibility to give us the black happy ending i mean the whole show is about somebody finding love and you know big proponent of you love who you love and it's not this obligation to be with somebody that looks like you um so then it was like well geez man why is it that that it, i felt so mad at her when i should have been upset at abc for never casting any black bachelor or bachelorette and and the producers of the show were like yeah rachel we're here you we wanted to be more diverse but your season was the lowest of our seasons so we got to do what people want to watch and i mean let's let's like from abc's perspective it's like we're in the business of making crappy cheap shows that people watch but my whole thing is The Bachelor is not a show. It's not a franchise that is in any danger of cancellation. Like maybe a new show. Hey, we got this black lead. Maybe that's the show that doesn't take off. But Bachelor has been around for like 22 seasons. It's not going anywhere until ABC is like, yeah, we're going to put in another cheap, easy for us to film reality show that draws a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've spun it off to like, three different shows or spinoffs and they have a crappy new one that just came out which was hilarious because this one a black dude and a white woman were together and it was like a couple this music deal and they signed a contract and fell in love and they were standing at the end it was like this is the very first freaking time that a black dude quote unquote wins a bachelor show and i don't watch it i was like this is so stupid but anyhow I was like really mad. And I was like, gosh, I can't believe this. And I was like, I automatically didn't watch because I was like, yep, I know how this is going. And on the last Bachelorette season, they had a black dude who, again, was super cool and had this great personality and 100% was more engaging, more 
dynamic, more like, oh, okay, I could watch this guy for a full season on his journey to find love than the dude they actually chose, who was so whack they had to bring the old bachelor back just to spark some interest in drama. Okay. And they didn't pick him. I was like, you guys suck. I mean, if you don't choose him, I mean, gosh, I mean, the, the all the women in the audience were like, every time they mentioned his name, when he spoke in the dude's tell-all thing, were cheering. And when it was like, well, maybe we'll see you again. And they were like, ah, mate. And it, anyway, it was just like, the franchise needs to fix. So Rachel was like, I'm quitting. I'm leaving. I'm not showing up for anything else until y'all fix this diversity problem. And she wants more people of color, uh, more producers of color, more people who are open to interracial relationships, you know, as a bachelor and bachelorette. Because I had this this joke with my old boss, super coolest boss ever, uh, who also watched The Bachelor and my other reality show, Addiction Big Brother. And we were like, yeah, they have to keep the minorities on for the first two or three weeks just to be like, see, I'm not a racist. Bye. And, um, but yeah, I think they do. And it'll be really interesting to see what they do. Cause I feel like the last few seasons, they've had some really, I don't want to say qualified, but good candidates of color who would make great bachelors, great bachelorettes. And they've stuck with the familiar. Sorry, don't have to change. We know this formula. Yeah, and it's like, I stopped watching, like, every episode, because it's like, eh, I know how this is going to end, and I know how this is going to play out, just because I've seen this exact thing play out, whereas I may not know how it will play out if a black woman, or a Latina woman, or an Asian woman uh, were in this situation. Okay. From ABC's business, like I said, ABC's business perspective, yeah, we're not in danger of losing anybody, but we enjoy making money. We make money on the very cheap. And if the audience, quote unquote, can't see themselves in these people, well, it's just not as entertaining and engaging and they won't turn in. It's like, there's not, I mean, that's why a lot of black folks don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette because we've never been really well represented. So, but you know what's hilarious? If you go on Twitter and you watch, you go to the Bachelor Bachelor hashtag. There's tons of black people watching these shows. It's okay. not like, oh, no one watches it because there's no black people. It's okay. we're watching it. It's just we want to see like an actual opportunity for one of us to be the last person on the show or okay. the one that's trying to find love. Okay. I think it's more short sightedness of, hey, yeah, we're going to do this. I mean, because honestly, if you just keep worrying about that group that's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to watch a show about a black girl kind of love, then you're never going to have that change. You're not going to get the audience that would be like, hey, yo, y'all should watch The Bachelor. There's a black bachelor. Or watch The Black Bachelor. Or watch The Bachelorette. They've got a Latin Latino girl that's on here now. I mean, I don't get it. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. They're trying to make money, and there's no money in minorities, apparently. No, okay. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept talking. It's like, okay, so here's the deal. They're gonna try and do it, but then like kind of they they're gonna do that one test. Oh, it didn't work out. Instead of saying like, hey, we need to do multiple like tries. Like you were kind mm-hmm. of proposing. It's like, hey, I'm sure there is, as we've seen from these uh, shows, uh, Love at First Sight. Uh, love is blind. 
there you, you I mean it's like talk about uh it, I, I, you brought, during quarantine most people have watched all those shows and it was just like you guys could put very diverse cast in this in the lead and people will watch it if you make it engaging especially in shows like that it's like uh like who was it uh what was that show uh too hot to handle the most entertaining people on the show were the black people i mean and, and it wasn't just like i mean you had the kind of british kids but the black dudes the british black dude Kells, he was hilarious mm-hmm. it's like that's a dude you could put i mean it's like especially on a show like that it's like yeah why not put somebody like that like if you don't want to use a regular i mean it's like quote-unquote regular black guy it's like bring out a british black dude i mean you've had it's like make that extra thing it's like maybe try something like that and if they did it and not to hey in the next five years we will have we have a 100 percent commitment that we will have well let's say probably 10 years or 10 seasons we will have 20 i mean a, like that would be a time i would say hey you should do a quota and just like you figure it out y'all make it happen because as you said the last like one of the black dudes would have been very entertaining it's like no, we we don't we can't look at the numbers of that season. We have to evaluate after ten seasons if we could, should continue to do it. Like mm-hmm. that's the only way it's gonna work. It's like I mean, how she she saw it. She's like, oh well, your your season wasn't done, but it's because I'm the only one. And then if I don't pick the right one, and it might not be, I'm basing my my opinion based on what I see when this person's in my face, not what they say on the camera. If they're a shady person off camera and not in front of me i look like an idiot and then nobody wants to watch me it's like so you can't use me as one case and say oh it never will work again sorry do that. it's like oh but we need you to kind of come to abc and all this and say how awesome a bachelor was it's like no it's like put somebody else in that spot and then 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 i'll maybe come back so yeah all right so uh lady antonbell decided, hey, we need to drop the Antebell part of our name because it's uh, tied to old Southern pride and glory. And we're just going to call ourselves Lady A now. What do you think about this? I know one of our dear podcast uh, compatriots, Gunner, was laughing at this. But what do you, what's your take on it? Um, I think I, w- I was reading a little bit of an article and they said, hey, Basically, once our fans were kind of calling us Lady A as a nickname early on in our run, so why not just drop it and just change that? It's like, Lady, it, it's kind of a weird thing. It's like, because almost it's like we know what the A stands for if you're making a move, symbolic move. It's still A, antebellum. So I, I kind of understand they're, it's like they're trying to be good. And I'm not, and I'm not like hating on them, but it's like uh, if you want to just just kind of change the name of your band, if you think that's a symbolic something you want to do, just change the name of the band. That's probably a better step than kind of that that one. Because <laughs> I can't even say lukewarm. It's just like uh, we don't. I, I I mean I I know their one song with Maroon Five. Yeah. And, uh, what is it? Don't leave you tonight. Like it was on the radio for a while, but. Yeah, you guys are cool, but yeah, that's probably you I mean make a do a little more than just saying, Hey, we're just dropping the antebellum, we're still A. So Well, I don't know what they could do at that point. I mean 
got to keep your brand up somehow. I don't know how changing your complete name will work, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else really, really interesting that we should absolutely talk about? We're talking about the NFL? I mean, I thought you were going to go there when we're talking NASCAR. All right. So to talk talk NFL real fast, we wind this episode down here. So Colin Kaepernick basically was trying to he he was playing a fortune teller. He was like, listen, this police brutality can't go on any longer. And I'm going to protest against this during the national anthem. And I've talked to a soldier and I'm going to kneel out of reference for what's going on to my fellow black brothers and sisters. The NFL owners were silent. They let Donald Trump, the reality show uh, star, fool them into thinking that he was speaking on behalf of America. And there were some that he he was speaking for. Um, You know, as a casino owner, he knows regular common people. And it's really interesting how four years later, nothing really changed in terms of police killing black people. And now the NFL players are like, this is ridiculous. We, we can't stand back. And they're like blown open the gates with dynamite on the NFL silence. A lot of star players. I mean, it it carries a lot of weight when it's your top players in the league saying this. The NBA has never shied away from this. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, um, you pick them, Seth Curry, big stars have been at the forefront of this. I can't breathe. Uh, We need to do better. Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, respected, esteemed Hall of Fame coaches have been very outspoken about this. Stan Van Gundy, too. Um, And the NFL has just kind of been largely content to be status quo. little lip service. We'll try to do better. No, we're a little lip service. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to lump them because some teams did more than others. So, um, but yeah, you had the Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, You had Michael Thomas, best wide receiver in the league. Ezekiel Elliott, depending on the week, best running back in the NFL. And Did that hurt you to say something positive about a Cowboy? Only in the context of this. I said depending on the week. Okay. Uh, So you had a lot of players. Deshaun Watson, probably the second best quarterback in the league. Uh, if not him, then Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, it's a real toss-up on that. Um, but they all came together and were like, listen, NFL, this is what we want from you. And the NFL, via Commissioner Roger Goodell, responded basically 24 hours later. And um, they've been like, listen, we're doing all this. We hear you. And basically everything they said they wanted. Then Goodell said, we'll work and do this. I just read three hours ago that the NFL is planning a $250 million donation over the next 10 years to fight against systemic racism. Interesting. Lots of money. That's good. Um, Yeah. I mean, every dollar helps in this. So that's a good sign. Good progress. The ultimate thing, of course, will be what team decides Yeah, you know, going through this garbage, trash heap of terrible, 
awful quarterbacks like Blaine Gabbert hasn't worked out really well for us. I laughed when the Bears were like calling up a dude who may as well have been working at Target. Hey, do you want to play quarterback? Oh, shoot. We lost this game. We could have won if we had a quarterback who got his team to the Super Bowl. So I've been laughing at every team that's had quarterback issues and they had to put some bum in. Oh, man, we would have been good if so-and-so didn't get hurt. Screw you. There was a great quarterback who was sitting waiting for a phone call just to be like, oh, yeah, I can still play. And so we'll see if some team decides to sign Cap, give him a shot. Cap's never asked for a handout. He's been like, give me a trial because he's better than – probably half of the backups and I'd say at least 10 starters. You know, you know, the sad thing about Kansas city being awesome and much as it pains me to say that, I think this Andy Reid could be the dude if he didn't have Patrick Mahomes be like, no, nah, sign him. Cause he did that with Michael Vick, like no nah, sign him, like give him the opportunity to play and start for the team. But I mean, that's not going to work. I mean, that's not workable in Kansas city, but it's like, there, some coach needs, I mean, like, uh, Ron Rivera's kind of like come out and said, it's like, hey, if this players for the Redskins want to kneel during the anthem, he, he's, he's for that. Let him peacefully protest. I'm wondering what coach, I mean, it's like, if there's going to be a coach and owner, just like, hey, we, we have some hot garbage here. I mean, which, I mean, the Patriots would be the ideal team to do it because they have nothing but hot garbage as a quarterback right now. But, <laughs> Kraft is a little too uh, in the other circle, at least politically, to probably pull that trigger. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, I don't care. If any team wants to keep losing and not even giving Cap a shot, keep losing. That makes it easier for my Niners to go further, get to the Super Bowl, and hopefully finally win one after losing these last two. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to keep going that way, please do. There aren't that many, as you've seen, it's like there aren't great quarterbacks coming out every day, and that's why you guys are having trouble winning games. So, ah, bro. So, yeah, we'll see. But if you don't, that's okay too, because I will continue to shout my man Cap out for really putting a big spotlight on this thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so much of this, this whole thing, you can trace back to. You know, his actions there. It wasn't like he was the first person that said cops are killing black people, but an athlete doing that in a spotlight in the way he was doing it. And at that point in time in his career, he was coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, a really great second or really great season as a full starter, took teams in the NFC championship and was right in the mix till he got hurt a little bit. And so he did some big stuff there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, as you were saying, like, commending the NBA players, like, is, like, all of us kind of watched the last dance. We were looking at when Jordan was kind of, hey, we need you to be political. I can't be political. You're right. He was like, uh, that is 100% a thing that I will say LeBron has been so much more the GOAT than the great ball dome on. Because Jordan's like, yeah, yeah. LeBron, I, mean, I'm, I know I'm in no danger of losing my job, and I think that's, but, and I think that's what makes Caps like Caps like, I know I, I got like two years in this contract, I might lose my job. I mean, it's like that's what like, 
makes athletes who risk it all, like Muhammad Ali, is like, you know what? I'm I'm yeah. I'm not for this. I'm not for mm-hmm. this. I need to put spotlight on what I believe. And if this does cost me money, so be it. And I think that's where Cap is. It's like, hey man, that's you, I mean, just think of how much if he had just not done that. Think of how many. I mean, he, I mean, I don't know if the 49ers would have resigned him, but it's like he's probably lost at least a hundred million dollars based on his play not doing that and that's what makes it like yeah you 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 put your money where your mouth is and they're still continues like a lot of the organizations that are tash tagging black lives move matter are actually linking to his site like yeah well we're putting money towards this this organization to help you understand what your rights and you know how to actually do stuff better for your community so yeah yeah all right well <laughs> that quick and magical time Who's your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Ooh, well, uh, the funny thing is that we've been on this positive. Uh, let's go on the other end of the spectrum. And my Dummy of the Week is Mr. Terry Crews. Ooh, good one. Uh, Mr. Terry Crews, uh, you know, after getting in a lot of hot water for not supporting Gabrielle Union when she was saying, hey, you know, they treated me very wrong in America's Got Talent because, you know, I'm a black woman. And I also supported you for when you were having your issue, but now somehow you don't have my back. So now during the Black Lives Matter, looks like we're, you know, folks are recognizing black people are actually do have it hard in the country. Mr. Terry Cruz decided to tweet out, you know, blacks, oh, what was it? Uh, black supremacy, I mean, oh, ah, damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually, I have to go for the photo of this one. This is actually so stupid. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, blacks uh, trying to get uh, equality without, you know, oh, damn it. Uh, hold on. Okay. Let me let me find I'm it. I'm pulling it up. Okay. Since you sound like you're having some trouble here. Yeah. I, uh, favorites. Any black person who calls me a coon or an Uncle Tom for promoting equality is a black supremacist spelled wrong because they have determined who's black and who is not. Oh, no, 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 no. That was it. Oh, no. Here's the one. It's like, okay. So defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like no one in the world was talking about black supremacy. It was just like, are you an idiot? Just like everybody's trying to do something, you know, together, but you want to like trying to, hey, can can I distract y'all over here? Black supremacy? Hello? And everybody's like, dude, you, you've now hit the point of just completely stupid. Like, you, you want to be, you want to hit your next Fox News contributor uh, gig, and you, you now just like, as I think you said earlier, you've now made sure that uh, John Henry is not the worst thing you've done all year. Uh, and with that tweet and his uh, the one you just brought up, Mr. Terry Cruz is my dummy of the week. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm, there's so many choices, right? Uh, I'm going to go with Starbucks for my dummy of the week because Starbucks was like, hey, Black Lives Matter to us. And, you know, they did the little everybody's doing it, so I guess we should do it too, uh, tweet. 
And the report came out that, hey, Starbucks actually was not really down with their employees putting on any Black Lives Matter things like pins or anything. And um, it's funny because some of my Facebook friends pointed this out like, don't they know the LGBT population will get on them, you know, just as hard because Starbucks is perfectly fine with, uh, you know, pride pins and so much. Yeah. And and my friend who posted this is gay and was like, yeah, that's a bad look for them. And I'm like, cool. I've gone three months without Starbucks. I am really fine going three more years without Starbucks. (laughs) So, you guys are the absolute dummies of the week. And I've been making sure to share the mess out of that because you can't go like a, not even a whole week before the, your truth <laughs> comes out. Not, not a good look. Open. Like you had to work to do something that's stupid. It's yeah. Like, Drive through Starbucks. It's like, come on. Yeah. Not, not a good move. So you guys, congratulations. You win. Take a cup of overpriced coffee to go. <sighs> Alright, little bro. That's it for this one. Uh, there's lots of stuff to break down, I'm sure. Hopefully, next week we can talk about how everything's coming back. Hollywood is reopened for business, so shows are allowed to get back into the flow of things. Let's see how that plays out and what that means for our favorite shows and movies, most of which will now be coming out in 2021. And we should also probably talk about the thing that I'm not going to buy because it's not for me and it's not financially smart to do so the playstation 5 which got revealed today we'll talk about that next week yeah yep all right so thanks for rolling with me as always thank y'all out there for listening this episode of lyle's movie files has been filed